Welcome to Real Estate and Coffee. My name is Joel Arndt. Today is, wow, Friday, November 8th, 2019. Here's some Canadian real estate news while you enjoy your morning coffee. This morning's article comes from The Star. Toronto real estate exits the red zone for the first time in four years, says CMHC. Canada's National Housing Agency has moved the Toronto region housing market out of the high-risk red zone into the moderate yellow area for the first time since 2015. There are still signs that the area's market is vulnerable to price acceleration and overheating, but overvaluation, where home prices exceed income levels by an excessive amount, eased from moderate to low in the first three quarters of the year, said Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, CMHC, which released its fourth quarter housing market assessment on Thursday. From an overall perspective, there's still a moderate degree of vulnerability, but of course, with overvaluation easing, that has led to our assessment coming in at moderate, said Dana Senegama, manager of market analysis for Ontario. But while the market as a whole is at less risk, some housing types, such as condominiums, are still vulnerable to overheating and price acceleration, she added. While the activity has softened in the low-rise category, we are seeing heightened activity in the more price-friendly point for first-time buyers in condos and towns, said Senegama. As overvaluation eased, some home buying activity has picked up since the first quarter of this year. The average home price increased by 0.8% year-over-year in the second quarter of 2019 on an inflation-adjusted basis. Disposable income levels also grew by 0.5%. The region's first-time home buying population, people aged 25 to 34, grew by 3.7% compared to 1.9% nationally. Supply to uh, continues to be the defining factor in the Toronto housing market, or rather the lack of supply, both in home ownership but also in rental, said Senegama. There has been a tight supply in low-rise housing since CMHC started doing the housing market assessment in the third quarter of 2015. But as a demand for condos grows, it's increasingly an issue in that segment too, she said. CMHC's housing market assessment uses four factors, overheating, price acceleration, overvaluation, and overbuilding to assess the housing picture nationally and in 15 major metropolitan areas. The latest report gives the national housing market a moderate rating for the third consecutive quarter, following 10 quarters where it was rated as a high degree of vulnerability. Hamilton also saw its vulnerability rating drop from high to moderate thanks to lower overvaluation. Overheating and price acceleration are still signaled due to large market imbalances that developed at the beginning of the, last, the latest three-year period. However, an unwinding of those imbalances has occurred since then, said the, uh, the CMHC reported. Overvaluation has been decreasing overall in Canada and in key markets such as Vancouver, Victoria, as well as Toronto, said CMHC Chief Economist Bob Duggan. Although the Victoria market is no longer considered to be overheated, 
it remains the only Canadian market in the red zone due to price acceleration and overvaluation. However, those conditions are easing, Duggan said. Vancouver remains moderately vulnerable with continuing overvaluation. This is something uh, kind of continues from yesterday's article about Canada's housing market stabilizing. This one is about CMHC's specific report on and housing market analysis on the 15 major cities across Canada and then at a national level. And for a while, um, Toronto has been in the red. And so it'll give a green, yellow, or red rating in those different areas, uh, overbuilding, price acceleration, overvaluation, and I think there was a fourth one. In any case, there was a lot of red in, in Toronto and Hamilton for the last couple of years, and that's come down a bit. Hamilton came down last year. Toronto, I guess, has now finally come down. So it's a good sign. It means things are stabilizing a little bit, and it hasn't happened overnight. So I'm comfortable calling it stabilize, uh, stabilization rather than you know a downturn because house prices still continue to rise. We have fewer new listings and then depending on the market sales numbers, the actual sales number of sales varies. So this looks like a, a healthy sign for Canada's real estate market. And I think it shows long-term potential too, but only time will tell. If you're a realtor or uh, an investor in the Toronto area, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because there's still a lot of pressure in Toronto. There's still a lot of rental demand, housing demand in general that it's, it's hard to meet. If you're a, a builder, I'd love to hear from you about your plans in the GTA or South, uh, Southern Ontario. If you're in any other part of the country, I'd, I'd love to hear from you as well, uh, especially if you're not experiencing this overvaluation. So I know a lot of the prairie provinces, prairie cities, um, their red marks were overbuilding. They didn't have price acceleration. They didn't have overvaluation. It wasn't overheating, the, but they had too many, they had too much supply. It'd be interesting. I'd love to hear from builders, developers, realtors, investors uh, from the Prairie provinces that have, and, and from the Atlantic provinces that have seen less demand and too much supply. What's your experience been like? Email me, recoffee at joelarnt.ca. So that's recoffee at j-o-e-l-a-r-n-d-t uh, dot ca. And let's talk. Let's get you on real estate and coffee. Let's hear from people all over the country. If you know of someone who is worried about the Toronto real estate market, worried about Vancouver's real estate market, send them this episode and get their, I'd love to get their take on it.
if you want to continue to get Canadian real estate news every morning from Monday to Saturday, subscribe. Subscribe to Real Estate and Coffee, whatever your typical podcast app is. Real Estate and Coffee is there. You can subscribe. Today is Friday, so tomorrow. Tomorrow's November 9th. I've been consistently explaining why I am uh, not around tomorrow. (laughs) No, it's going to be good. We're at the Wealth Hacker Conference, carpooling with a couple of people, uh, investors from Hamilton going to Toronto for this. We're going to meet a whack of other investors and who are investing in different ways in real estate and in other areas. Business owners, people who have built their wealth from the ground up, people who are interested in hacking the traditional routes to wealth. These people are doing incredible things and they all started from different positions. And no matter what your story is, you'll find there's going to be over 1400 people there. No matter what your story is, you'll find someone there who you can identify with at some stage in their, in their development and their wealth building career. And I want to talk to as many people as possible, connect, make real connections. Plus there's a lot of learning to be done. Going to hear about many different strategies. Uh, and Grant Cardone headlines the night. I'm excited to, to, to see that, to see, to hear what he has to say and glean from it and pull some action points and start implementing. It's not too late. The VIP tickets are out, so there are no longer three ticket options. Um, so you can get a premium ticket or you can get a general admission ticket. Wealthhacker.ca. If you want 10% off your ticket, use the promo code REALWEALTH, all one word. So wealthhacker.ca, choose your ticket, either premium or general admission. I have a general admission ticket. Um, I, uh, you know, the I think it would have been nice to get VIP, but um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, I'm getting get there early, going to get best seating possible, rub elbows with people who are eager and enthusiastic and... Um, make those connections as early as possible. So you're not losing out. My point is you're not losing out by getting a general admission ticket. Being there is the important part. I mean, you are missing it. We are, we're not meeting Grant Cardone. We're not getting (laughs) the VIP experience, but at the same time, uh, you know, with the, with the discounted, you're also getting, okay, let me put it this way. Let me phrase it this way. You could spend $180. What would you spend $180 on right now? If you had $180 sitting around, what would you spend it on right now? Now go to the website and take a look at everything that the Wealth Hacker Conference has to offer that they're advertising. And then there's what they can't advertise because it's what they can't expect i can't promise but it's what always happens and that's the connections that you make and the people that you meet there 
it's a jam-packed event, but it, there's a ton of people to meet as well. And so the information is, is extremely valuable, but the connections are priceless. What are you going to spend 180 bucks on this weekend? Seriously. And some of you are like, my God, I don't have 180 bucks to spend. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to spend 180 bucks somehow. What do you, what's the result of it going to be? Wealthhacker.ca, pick your ticket. Real wealth discount promo code that gets you your 10% off. And let me know that you're going. I want to meet up. It's Friday. Coming up on the weekend. Enjoy your day.